Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In this pop culture-saturated world, what's a nerd to do? Hang out with your good pals on Nerdy Show, that's what. Our flagship podcast is a weekly celebration of the multifaceted D20 that is the modern nerd. When we're not devising horrors that combine VR and spiders or taste-testing weird food, we're discussing the latest geek happenings, digging into our deepest nerd niches, or interviewing a celebrity or two. Head to nerdyshow.com or find us on iTunes and experience a multiverse of awesomeness. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Drag is the new spandex. Hey everyone, it's Oral, and I'm here with Pat. What's going on? And we have made it to the last recap in the 300 style season that was All Star Season Three, or as I like to call it, the slow march towards death. <laughs> it. You know what? Let's be fair. Overall, there were there were points this season where I was tickled and entertained. But for the most part, and it's not the Queen's fault, this season has been really heavily produced and lackluster. And, you know, you'll say, like, everything's always heavily produced in reality TV, which is true. But there, it didn't seem like nothing felt organic. There wasn't like room where you thought, oh, well, that, you know, they we were seeing behind the scenes. What we saw was, you know, oh, these this the same queens win, which you understandable because they're dynamic queens. Bendela, you know, was killing it. We saw Queens return, who we hadn't seen in ages, like BB. And, you know, her looks always like entertain me. You know, her antics always tickled me, so I always gave her, like, a lot more slack. Uh, You had Trixie Mattel, who I adore, and I was glad to see her back on Drag Race, you know, going further than she did last time, actually being able to shine like a star. And then we got, let's just skip. She fucking got robbed. 
she got robbed. So you know what? Let's not pretend like we're going to go through the this, that, and the other. We're going to talk about what was good about this episode, which was the music video for Kitty Girl. And then we're going to cut right down to it. Let's get to brass tacks. Well, I mean, there wasn't a lot else. Nope. Because they spent most of this episode, a good half of this episode was the jury of queers. Because I'm not going to... Somebody behind the scenes knew to cut out the peers when they actually listed the episode title because mm-hmm. the episode title is just a jury of their of queers. queers yeah so rupaul saying your queer peers just doesn't look a- girl i know they dragged you for she Ooh, girl you got she male and you know we've i've grown to to like she already done had hers is side note i had to so my my friend is watching drag race in barcelona Hey, girl, hey. And she was like, Oral, what are they saying? I'm like, oh, she already done had hers is. And she's like, that's not what I, that's not what I thought she was saying at all. I was <laughs> like, I'm like, what did you think she was saying? She's like, I don't know. She's like, she already done had hers is. She's like, yeah, like, girl, I got the news. Like, that, here's old news. Well, no, do you, you never, did you not see RuPaul's explanation of why, how that came about? No. It was years ago in, I think, Atlanta, and they were at, like, a Checkers or whatever, and they had ordered their food, and they were waiting, and there was a sassy black woman behind the counter, ready to, like, you know, give out, like, the food to pick up for people who've ordered, and there was a customer, like, they went to give the order to, uh-huh. and the sassy black woman was like, uh-uh, she done already done had hers. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that's fu- now, that's funny. <laughs> oh, the things you never knew, you never knew. Thank you. It's Yeah, no, no. It's in one of those, um, like, one of those recap, like, episodes, I think maybe for season seven. Oh, uh, okay. When they did the changeover. Like, they did that, like... Oh, so, like, okay, so I'm kind of on the right path. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got a great explanation for, like, in general life. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just wanted to. I didn't know you hadn't seen the explanation as to not. why. Thank you. Sheena already in hair hers. Let's get to the shining moment of this episode where they film Kitty Girl. Yeah, because Rue came in and told them their final maxi challenge is to write verses that showcase why they're an all-star. But they don't even show us any of the writing or recording nope. of any of it. They just go into the music video, which is a really, like, fun, engaging, like, Rube Goldberg machine of a music video. It kind of reminds me of OK Go. Like, yes. when they would do all of those. Like, those, that to me was really cool. I, I think it showcased what drag could be, which is, like, this elaborate elaborate production. But it still felt like they're on home turf. Yeah. You know, they're not like blue screened in or green screened into like a city or an outer space. They're not on Mount Olympus. They're just these, you know, four queens doing what they do, being fierce. And I thought that was great. Yeah, no, because they took over, they did choreography with Taja Call. Mm-hmm. And then they took over most of this music video, took place behind the scenes, like in the actual like studio portions of these sound stages so they were actually like amongst like the crew of the show not just like the pit crew or or michelle and and ross and carson who didn't make appearances yeah. everybody made an appearance in this uh but it was nice to actually see like the entire 
building being used, and they navigated it really well. I just, Kitty Girl, I think, because you and I differ, I I do, I love a good bitch track. Riju Rochu is awesome. And I think the reason why I always kind of rib it a little bit is because the the anchor to it is is Roxy. And that, when she starts to, she was fine until she started singing. No, I absolutely get it. But, and that's what, like, that's, it's so bad that it is memorable, comes into play for Reggie Wrote You with Roxy. But honestly, I will dead stop what I'm doing when Katya's verse comes on. Oh, yeah. You know, Detox was good, but it wasn't, like, it didn't have a memorable, lasting impression. Except for the, you know, D to the E to the T to the O, o to, to the, the hold up. up. X. X. You know, and Alaska was, Alaska had a lot of, uh, re- like, RuPaul callbacks. And overall, I just think it was good. My issue with Kitty Girl is I've heard it so much. Mm-hmm. And Reggie wrote you was kind of just thrown at us. It was like, here's this True. new song that we're going to make you do verses to. I listened to Kitty Girl, like, fully for the first time last week after we recorded. Mm-hmm. And now I'm glad that I've never listened to it again. Now now that it's got the other verses. The girls, on the other hand, did a good job with it. That, mostly. That flip <laughs> Kennedy. that Kennedy did. Oh. And then that hair snapped back to the... Oh, I, literally, I stopped dead in my tracks, looked at you and said, that wig was anchored. Anchored. I bitch, she's the dancing diva of Texas. If she don't know how to anchor her damn wig, she would be out of a job right quick. And you know what? The what I love the most about it is that the that that line, that hairline, did not budge an inch, a nano. Well, she got it. She got it. Bobby pinned onto that damn duct tape on her mm-hmm, head. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm scared about when I go to do drag again because I've shaved off so much of my hair. Uh, that I won't need to put something on in order mm, to keep my wig down. Yeah, I know. <sighs> 2018. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then we moved into from Kennedy, who, honestly, I will give her props. I didn't think she would sound that good singing. I've never heard her sing. Mm-hmm. And she just dropped a single right after the finale. So good for her. Good go for buy her, it. Yeah. If you're a Kennedy fan, go support. But I will give her props. She sounded good lyrically. I didn't think it was amazing. No. Feel your puss down deep in your soul. I was like, mm, I don't, I can understand it, but I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> no, because it comes across as pus to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, if, if, it literally, is your soul rotting? Yeah. That's what I was like, did she say my soul was rotted? Okay, I mean, it might be a little bit. My soul is rotted. But I, um, then you move on to Shangela. Oh, Shangela. She that who killed it. Killed oh, it. Oh, she killed it. When she said she was doing, she did Beyonce moves. <laughs> she did Beyonce moves to see her. I was waiting for the arm pumped up. Oh, 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 uh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. yeah. Didn't her happen. hair was was it felt alive. She it, she was giving me Black Medusa. She was giving me Black Medusa, and I I think her her lyrics reminded me. That's why Shangela is a force to be reckoned with. For sure. I will say this, and I'm going to get hate. 
because of how I'm going to say it, but it felt like regular Shangela. It didn't feel any different. And I'm going to say this. That's a good thing because Shangela works it. She is a working girl. Mm -hmm. But it felt felt just like you expect from Shangela. There was nothing out of the ordinary over the top for this challenge. Okay. I can see that. And and again, I listen, if you're listening to this and you're all of a sudden going, yeah, fuck you, I hate you. Look, I thought it was amazing. But when you're an all-stars and you already are known as being able to do this, like look back at the first episode, the all-stars talent show, it felt very much that same thing. The sound of it, the dance of it, it all felt like Shangela, which is fantastic. But I was almost hoping for just a tiny bit. I feel like Ross Matthews now telling Ben de la Creme that we've expected 120% from you. Now that you've just given us 100, we're disappointed. Uh, yeah. Because that's, that's exactly, <laughs> that's what, exactly you said. what I sound like right now. <laughs> I thought she was fantastic. I thought, like, honestly, she was one of, if not the best part of the song lyrically. Mm-hmm. And then we go into Bibi Zaharabanay sitting. At a sewing machine, mm. which when I read on Twitter, one of the best tweets about the entire music video, it was like, the real shade of Kitty Girl is the fact that BB can't sew and her prop was a sewing machine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, that's so true. You know, and th- you know, as soon as I saw that, what I got was, better don't nobody break me. No bad news. Because I'm just. <laughs> and then like, when, the, when the fabric goes up in the air, don't you bring me. Don't you bring me. <laughs> Anytime I can talk about no bad news, it's a great day. It's a great day. But, I mean, she was fine. She only did some uh, nonsensical sounds for a short portion of her lyrics. Mm. So, again, like, when she did her season one verse in Cover Girl, like, I felt it wasn't the most lyrically daring, but it worked for her. It worked for her brand. When she did the lyrics this season for their Spice Girls inspired performance, you know what it reminded me of? The, see, here's here's why I don't mind it. It reminded me of Dendada, and that's fine. It's Dendada. I get it, but she should have been Dendada Kitty. <laughs> See, this is why I should have been a publicist in my past life. But my problem is that when you're in a competition, if that's your if that's your shtick and that's your deal, and you're gonna put out a song and you're gonna and do all that on a single that you're putting out, cool, great, I got it. Prance around as Jungle Kitty, do all that, I love it. But when the challenge, when you're on a competition show and your challenge is to write lyrics, mm-hmm. I don't understand how that wins. Uh, yeah, but. Okay. She did for the for this verse. She did better. My two big standouts from her lyrics, though, and watching again, it it reinforced. And then I realized what she was saying. There's the one point where I thought she says "stay ratty," and I was like, "Why are you staying ratty? Like, shouldn't you be all judged up and and dressed to the nines?" Oh, she's saying "stay ready." And then at the end, where she's like, says like, you know, the OG OG queen is back for another crown. That crown is so soft and almost non-existent that it was like she basically almost ends the, the verse with "came back for another," and then it just it carries on into the chorus of "Kitty Girl," 
and it took the second time around with a louder TV and like actually really because when you're at the bar trying to yeah, watch, yeah. It, it's tougher to kind of get all of that because we had a nice big crowd. Like we're not like the official party viewing party at Parliament, but I work in the back bar and the show bleeds right into the time I have to work. So we've been watching it in the back bar this entire time. Mm. This week we had like a full bar. What? So you know what? Let's pause for a second. When the lipsticks were chosen, was there an audible gasp? Oh yes. Oh, there was. Okay, so <laughs> I'll tell this, and we'll get back to the. We'll finish up the uh, this challenge. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> when the when Morgan was the uh, the four four woman of the jury and read who the final two were. The face Trixie made when Todrick told them that they were doing this whole thing in one take in the back. Mm-hmm. That same face was on one of the boys in the in the room when the top two was read. It was literally just I, I wanted to go over and just push his jaw right back up. Just you, you drop this on the floor. Yeah. I need you to have it back. So finally, we had Trixie who. I really loved her big hair. I love the purple. Yeah, she was giving me she I felt like she was Lady Bunny in Wigstock. Yes. And and I loved it. She was vibrant. She was there. I felt like she she brings this is why she deserves to be in the top two, in the final four, and then in the top two, because when Trixie performs, there's like a she it's a definition of giving you life. She gives you life. She she just emanates this like aura that encompasses everything you want and do, and you feel a certain way. And her lyrics, they were funny. They they, were they had turns of phrases, yes. which I really liked. Did it stand out to me? Not particularly. But none none of the verses stuck out to no, me. No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. And, and and that's how that's how I feel about, it. and that's why I say that I like Reggie wrote you better because I can still. To this day, recite lyrics from that song without a problem, and we all know Roxy's part of the song. So, yeah, from a visual standpoint, because of the grandiosity of it and just the visuals of it, Kitty Girl was definitely a great production number. Yeah, for memorability's sake, from a lyrical standpoint, Reggie wrote you still tops it for me. Mm-hmm. But I love that even though she was in. That like purple sequin outfit with that big, you know, purple hair. I love the hair. Absolutely love the hair. Yeah. I want to borrow that wig. I love that it was authentically Trixie because she still had the fringe under her arms. Yeah. So she was still giving you that country flair while doing like very kitschy pop mm-hmm. because she is a singer songwriter. And I mean, she writes all of her shit. Like she is the driving force behind her music. So for her to come out, and this is where I feel like she was one of the ones. Who stepped up into a comfort zone that was not hers because she's used to writing sad country music. Yeah. About leaving a boyfriend or a boyfriend leaving her. Because if you listen to either Two Birds or One Stone, that's the theme through all of it. Yeah. And I've put all tracks together in one one playlist called Two Birds, One Stone. Because it's, you know. That you can listen to on Spotify, apparently. <laughs> I didn't publish it on Google Play Music. It gave me the option to. Because when you put a playlist together, it says, do you want anybody to be able to listen to this? And I was like, I kind of do. Nope, just for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it it was very much outside of her comfort zone. But she had fun with it. Mm-hmm. And really, both her and Shangela, to me, knocked this challenge completely out of the park. Yep. And it ended on the runway with that damn lift. 
<laughs> oh, the lift that they had so much trouble with BB during that that rehearsal, and you know, Kennedy gets picked up. She knocks it out the park. Shangela is like ninety nine point nine percent, like knocked it out. Mm. Trixie dropped a little lower on that lift than she had done during rehearsal, but still looked good. But landed it. And then they focus on BB because you know that was some shady camera that work. Scissor kick. <laughs> They were like, quick flash, quick flash, quick flash. Here, we're going to give you like three full seconds of watching <laughs> BB flounder and her legs flopping around in the air. Uh, uh, but it, it was it was very cute. I love the, you know, the come through. Uh, you know, I liked it because it didn't have so many RuPaul callbacks. Yeah. Like this felt like its own living being versus we can only make this memorable if we give you, you know, shout out to Porkchop and... All of these like little nods and winks to the audience of like, here's our history. Yeah. Then we move on to the runway. And it's your best drag, which for some of them didn't feel so best. So as a child, my mother would often take my sister and I to the circus. And I'll never forget it. One of those, you know, those like whirly light things that cost like $15, but make, you know, or like $2 to make. Yes. I begged my mom for one of them. And it was like a leopard. It was a leopard one season. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, cool. This and the other. And I played with it. It was, you know, like, it was like the cave of wonders. And then BB looked like she scalped the cave of wonders (laughs) from Aladdin. And put it on top of her head. And it looked exactly like that, like, that, like, leopard or tiger toy that I had. It's probably tigers because, you know, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. And it just, it was, it was campy. But it also felt like, hey, they recalled all of that plastic because it also has lead in it. Like, <laughs> Had she deconstructed that head, I think we would have gotten the motif and theme, and it would have been more powerful. But what I got was, why is she walking around that plastic, like, leopard head on her? Yeah. Like, it don't, I don't like it. I didn't, I didn't love it. I, I guess I can see camp, it, for me, like, if you're going to have any camp to it, you need to really kind of camp it up. It needs to be big and bold it can still be couture camp as we've seen through other contestants on the show throughout the season but i didn't i didn't find it to have that that wow appeal yeah you know she has done so many better looks and the fact that this was her quote-unquote best drag i didn't i wasn't feeling it Mm -hmm. and then kennedy walked out in a rainbow dress and all I had were flashbacks to season seven's finale. And then I was like, I know I've seen this dress before. And at first I was like, oh, this really, it, it really felt like season seven's dress. Mm-hmm. And then they did the little flashback later on and they showed the dress. And I was like, okay, really? Did, it, I mean, it had the same vibe, but it wasn't the same uh, style. It wasn't the same thing. Yeah. But then I realized, oh, I know where I've seen her in that dress. In the back office of Parliament House, when I've gone in to get my paycheck and I go talk to them back there, they have an 11 by 17 or a 13 by 18, like one of those like big prints mm-hmm. of Kennedy in that dress. 
And I'm like, that's where I've seen it. I've seen it as one of those signed posters that Kennedy is, has given them. And I'm like, no wonder I'm tired of that dress already because I see it every week when I go into when I go to work to get my check. It didn't look bad. No, look, it's a nice dress. Yeah. And then you had Shangela giving you. I'm just like Lena Horn must have worn that at some point in her life. Maybe Di- Diana Ross too. She 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 looked like the supreme. She yeah. she looked like oh my god and it there was an audible there was just an audible gasp of like oh my god in the bar when she stepped out and I'm the same way with me I was like wow I've never seen Shangela look that good she looked she looked so rich and not just black Hollywood rich which is very rich but like upper crust white Hollywood rich. Like, back when they just brought your dump truck some money in the studio, took care of that dead hooker in your in your bedroom, Rich. Like, oh my God. And then you had Trixie, who, I I liked it. She was giving me, like, black velvet in that little boy smile. Like, <laughs> it's... I love I love the dress. I didn't care for the hair. I didn't l- absolutely love the poodle hair. I liked it because she gave you something you weren't expecting from Trixie Mattel. Yes, yes, which and is why I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. Exactly. And I think paired with the dress, paired with what she was doing, I think it all worked. And it for- did. And for her to walk out knowing that she has one last shot to impress the panel of judges in what she's going to wear, for her to take that risk for of all times to not walk out on that stage looking like Trixie Mattel that you know and you know you're going to get, for her to step out in that dress, I thought was fantastic, and I loved it. And Chad Sell, who has done a bunch of amazing artwork of his own and of the Drag Race Queens, mm-hmm. he did a drawing of her in that outfit. And I was like, I need to buy that when I go out for DragCon, which, I mean, it'll probably sell out in a heartbeat, but it was fantastic. Side note, and and I've decided that the time I do drag, and if if it, if it hooks me like I know it will... I know who I want to design, like, my penultimate gown, and it's a comic book artist, and it's Kevin Water. I was going to say, it has to be Water. Because you know, you know I love Kevin Water, and oh my god, if Water gave me, like, an 80s hot couture, oh, red has to be red, I, I would die. I would die. I would die. Well, then everything went downhill and dreams were shattered. And Rue tells them that the final four queens will all sit down one at a time with a jury of their queers, plead their case, and the jury will pick the two lipsticks of the two girls they feel deserve to be in the top two. Let's talk about the, the jury queens and what they were wearing. Aja looked amazing are you uh, sure i'm not sure if you liked aja 
She looked, she was my favorite look. Bendela looked great. She looked like Ben would. And I liked it. You know what that was, right? Hmm? You know what that outfit was? No. That was her Red for Filth runway. Oh, okay. Yep. She posted a picture on Instagram, I believe it was. Okay. And had noted that it was her uh, her Red for Filth runway. It looked, she looked great in it, but she reminded me of my Elmo costume one year for Halloween. <laughs> and I'll, and not in the shade. I'm just like, I know that bitch is hot. Yeah. I know that bitch is hot. Thorgy, I loved the the cut of what she was wearing. I I got all of it. And I think that aesthetically that looked amazing. But the sequence and the color came across as like thrown together. I'm like, were you attacked by like Pixie Pita like members? Like, did you roll around and like a Lisa Frank store dumpster that shares it with a Sherman Williams. Like I, those colors work together, but those colors with sequence, I don't see it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love the colors. I didn't like the rusty orange. And I wanted to. I wanted to because I wanted to like it so much, and I still kind of do. But it's like, oh, Horizon's coming. Like Dawn is coming. Like. It's there, but you don't see it. Yeah. But my favorite Twitter response to that was that Thorgy looked like a character Fred Armisen would play on Portlandia. Yes. It's very true. Very true. Very true. Milk apparently decided to be Sharon Tate (laughs) in the Manson murders, which that's a very art school thing to do. And I don't mind things that are in poor taste. But she she came it comes across as so muted. And I like understated things. I do. I really do. But it just she looked a mess and not in a like a memorialized in Hollywood like iconography forever. She just looked a, a mess. I don't I mean I didn't love it. I didn't realize I didn't get the, the Sharon Tate like feel of it until you had mentioned it. And I was like, oh, okay. I just thought disemboweled woman. Mm, yeah. like she was gutted from competing on this. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Season and and going home when she did, 
I don't know, but I absolutely get the Sharon Tate yeah. of it all. I thought Chi Chi looked amazing. Chi Chi looked fab. Chi Chi has looked fabulous this entire season. Mm-hmm. The one thing that you can say about Chi Chi on All Stars three is she was absolutely redeemed from season seven's looks. Yep, her acting and her th- that's not her thing. Nope, and that's fine. And this show, unfortunately, this show, as much as it is a launching pad for these girls, it really will heighten people's awareness of your things that you are not good at because you need to be able to act and sing and dance in choreographed numbers yep to really do well on this show mm-hmm. and not everybody is but that doesn't mean that they're not sickening that they're not going to slay they're not going to entertain you when you're there because Chi Chi will do all of that and i was so happy to see her redeem the bathing suit with no cinching and no titties yeah. from season seven and show you what she is still a frugal queen and will wear an outfit until it is tattered and torn. Queen. But she will do that in in an expensive looking gown and she will serve you all the fucking fish in the goddamn sea. Mm-hmm. And now the world sees that. And yeah. I'm glad. So glad. Morgan didn't stand out. Like Morgan was just there, like like she just came back from a funeral. She looked pretty. She looked very pretty. But I can't even she had black on, that's all I remember of her outfit. And her hair was really like flat and short, which looked good. Like she looked good. She just didn't look outstanding. And Morgan the thing is, Morgan can always look outstanding. And I didn't I didn't get that from her. But that's fine. I'm not a judge. But if I was a judge, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, in that those moments when the jury comes back with something asinine and the judge is like, don't listen to that. I got this. <laughs> you're not a judge, but you're a judgy bitch. Mm-hmm. So BB is the first one into the jury. She gives her basic standard response. Shade. And Thorgy asks her who she would have brought back and would have eliminated and she had the audacity to say that she asked the girls if it was okay if she didn't reveal the lipstick, and they all agreed that it was fine. And I get that you don't have to, and then it shouldn't make a difference on if you vote her into the top two or not for the overall concept of it. However, Morgan's sitting right there. Mm. Morgan was part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know Morgan damn well sitting there going... Bitch, that's not how it went down. But the fact that you sat there and you just bold-faced lied, that's what made me annoyed with that whole portion of it. Yeah. Second up to sit with the jury of queers was Kennedy. Oh, yeah. And- who had a had a great outlook on it because in her confessional, she said, it's like doing the interview portion of a pageant. And she's got this because she is a pageant queen. And she's right. Because you're going to get asked questions that you need to come up with an answer. Mm-hmm. And you know that when you're doing a competition or you're doing a pageant, you know, uh, you have an idea of what is going to come your way. And totally. you need to kind of have that mindset of, okay, this is how I would answer these types of questions. And she showed vulnerability and she showed that, you know, she wants to bring... The love of drag and and elevate pageant drag and new drag and and raise it up. 
And the queens resonated with that, which mm-hmm. was nice. They did. And then she was honest, and I, I like that. And then you had, you had Shangela, and that confessional pretty much told you all you needed to know. Plus a minus one, the standard deviation. She's like, some of these girls may hold grudges. I sent three of them home. Two of them just feel like they deserve to be here. So where does that leave Shangela? None out of six. Uh, half. She got one. She got one. BB got nothing. Okay. BB so, got <laughs> nothing. BB got zero. BB was not chosen. Her, they didn't have to replace her lipstick at any point in time. Her lipstick stayed firmly in that case the entire time. Yep. Didn't have to move nothing around. But yeah, no, you're right. She in her confessional, she said she felt like Ned Stark walking up to that guillotine. And she she had played. That's the thing. You play the Game of Thrones. And sometimes you can play it to the hilt, but you still get the axe. But you know what? I don't feel like she was Ned Stark. I don't feel like she was Daenerys. I don't feel like she was Cersei. You know who she is, though? Oh, my God. I know who she is. She's Marjorie Tyrell. She's just up there. She's like, we need to go. Like, we need to leave. No, you know what? And then the set blew up. Spoilers. Put Game of Thrones. Spoilers. No, you know who I felt like she was? Mm-hmm. I felt like that entire jury of queers was Sansa and Arya. And it was... And Littlefinger? How do you answer to these charges, Lord Baelish? <gasps> I feel like that's exactly how that went down. <laughs> because it was like, I'm playing this game. I'm winning this game. I'm winning. My throat is sliced. Yeah. And I'm dead. Like, that's literally spoilers that literally is how i felt that game went down for her and it was shitty and she didn't deserve it to go down that way Mm -mm. but i really feel like that's how it ended for her yeah she went from daenerys to littlefinger yes she did all in the course of half an episode Mm. and then trixie comes in and basically i feel comfortable because i never (laughs) had the option to send somebody home really (laughs) I sent, like, one person home, I think. Nope, she didn't send anybody nope, home. Nope, she didn't. Roll out the barrel. And then after the barrel is the red carpet. <laughs> but she was, she felt comfortable. They asked her who she would want to be in the top two with or who she would felt she would want to compete against. And she said Shangela. Shangela. Because, and I mean, this is the thing. Like, she was always upfront about feeling like Shangela was the front runner. And that she felt like she had a good chance and that she deserved to be up there. But that, you know, she knew that Ben was the front runner. And when Ben left, she knew that Shangela took that that spot. When they asked her if she had to eliminate one to make it a top three, and she waffled between BB and Kennedy, BB because she's already been there, done that, been a, a winner, and Kennedy because and she compared the final runway gown to her season seven finale look. Which I feel is a, a fair comparison, although it was funny how they cut to Chi-Chi's face. Because, you know, now you're starting to talk about Kennedy. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to sway uh, uh, Chi-Chi's vote. But she she brought that up just because she felt that Kennedy doesn't understand and appreciate how much she has to offer. And doesn't push herself 
to her highest potential. And I, I can understand that because Agreed. Kennedy does well, but you don't see her push past her boundaries. All of her runway looks are gorgeous, but they're all very safe pageanty looks. And it's good, but she has so much more potential and, you know, really should be able to push herself past that. She should. And <sighs> can we say we're done? I just we're almost done. We're almost we're done. almost done. It, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run through this because mm. there wasn't a lot memorable. Nope. Of this, but Morgan is a jury woman of the jury of queers. Final two lipsticks get pulled. First one was Kennedy, shocking a lot of people. Yep. And you saw that look of defeat on Trixie's face because you had that you had that lingering look of like. Okay, well, if Kennedy's in it, then I'm in it from Shangela. Yeah. And you had Trixie sitting there going, it should be Shangela and me. And when she sees Kennedy's lipstick first, she's she knew like, she was well, out. that's it. I'm done. And then they pulled Trixie Mattel. And Shangela shattered. BB is BB. Yeah. And I'm sure she was pissed. And then you have this look of utter disbelief on Trixie's face to see to see someone's spirit shatter in front of you someone who didn't deserve it it is it's not it didn't feel like good television and that's what I'm I'm, it it doesn't it feels it smacks of you didn't think this through and I really I, I really blame the producers for this lackluster season because All Stars one and two, you were in it to win it. One, I don't well, feel as one. much. Uh-uh. Two, definitely. Yeah, two had that feel of there was a, one was like eight years ago. You're <laughs> right. Two really had that. You had a lot of queens that were hugely popular, that were beloved, that you sat there and you were like, "Oh, girl, I don't know." But you also knew that Alaska was like the predetermined winner anyway. After five years of auditioning for the show, finally getting on it, getting to a point where it's almost there, and then Jinx won. Mm-hmm. I... It it just didn't have that same oomph. You know, the big twist of them no. eliminating each other was big for All Stars too, but it really felt awkward in this season, and it just uh, they if. My feeling is they need to wait a couple of years before they pull an All-Stars 4, which probably won't happen. No, because they got to fix it. You got to fix it. Well, because they are because they want the money. And not even that. If you really oh, want to yeah, no, fix it, you stop producing that for just a little bit. You figure out a system that's going to work. You figure out a twist and a turn and what's going to make good television that's completely different. And you do that. But they're not going to. Nope. They're going to rush it. They're going to just pull whoever they can. And it, it just, it's not the same. Like, it just, uh. So anyway, so we have our top two. It's Kennedy. It's Trixie. Finale, lip sync song. I was like, oh, it's just going to be lip syncing to, to Kitty Girl or Call Me Mother. Like, one of the songs that, you know, you've had slammed into you through the entire season. And it wasn't. Nope. It was Shade before they knew it was going to be Shade. <laughs> Wrecking Ball. By Miley Cyrus. Uh-huh. I just... So, Oral, tell me your feelings about Kennedy during this lip sync. That bitch was barefoot. 
Not even a ballet slipper? Not even a... I said, I'm like, not even a ballet slipper? Which, it took me until watching it with you the second time to realize when she goes to do that split, I was like, why does it look like she's trying to inch herself onto a dick? Because, because her feet are sweaty and clammy because she's been dancing. Exactly. And sweating. And so now you got to slide a toe up. You move your big toe, you move your pinky. You move your big, then you move your middle, then you move your pinky, and then a big and a big. And you just, you alternate, and you do the opposite, and eventually you get down. And you take the entire dick. Mm, It shouldn't take you that long. (laughs) I may not have bottomed for a while, but it shouldn't take you that long. Trixie did a more subdued very emotionally driven front-facing singing to the judges and i thought she did a great job with it uh-huh i liked kennedy's interpretive dance but not as i'm competing against somebody to try to win this if she did that and she if kennedy threw on a ballet shoe and did an interpretive dance like that during a performance at a club i dig it I would think it was a different thing for Kennedy that felt not like flip off the stage, flip on the stage, flip Mm. on the stage, flip on the stage. But when you're trying to do this and you're trying to, you in that final lip sync, bitch, you are on borrowed time. Bitch, they gave you a spot that didn't feel like it belonged to you. You did a great job during the season. You pulled out things that we had never seen, but you really felt like a tie for third place with BB. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're going to do this flitting around the stage? I don't get it. Just seeing. Oh, my God. It doesn't. mm, No. I've I've already talked about it, girl. Like, look, Shangela's still winning. Shangela's booking gigs. Shangela is coming. And now I will go and shout and scream. Like, oh, my God. I'd, mm, well. when kennedy's flitzing around the back of the stage and she is giving you this raw emotion and and pulling clumps of of hair i was like okay I, i'm i'm good with this i see this it i saw it but at that point i didn't care and that's the thing see like i get it and i i i'm Upset that Shangela, after seeing her performance, that wasn't in it. But at the same time, I get it. Be upset. But, and this will tie into my tirade here, Mm -hmm. but Trixie deserved that attention. She did. She fucking did what she did, and she did it well. She did. And the fact that people are out there being horrible, horrible human beings and sitting there talking about how she didn't deserve it. She's the worst winner out there. That she's a mediocre queen. That she can't blend. Bitch, that's her goddamn aesthetic. It's not Barbie like Barbie can't blend. It's Barbie a- never blended. <laughs> it's not like Jinx Monsoon with the Snickers Nike check mark during the the We Are the World challenge, the Can I Get an Amen song. Like that was not being able to blend your your makeup properly. This is an aesthetic. This is a look. She doesn't fuck this up every single time and spend all this time to make this same face or to make a version of this face and it's not what she's trying for. And the fact that I see people that I know on Facebook Sitting there talking about how Ben is trash and these eliminated queens are trash and all these people are trash. Fuck you. These are all human beings 
on a competition show, if it is that serious to your life, maybe you should check yourself. Maybe you should then get in some wig and heels, and then maybe you should try to win this fucking show. Maybe you should try to be a change for positive. Maybe you should go support these people that you feel were robbed. Like Oral just said, go buy a ticket to see them. Because Shangela's coming here to Orlando in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Go see her. Go support. Go buy her new single. Go buy Kennedy's new single. Go support BB's documentary. If you're a Trixie fan like I am, buy her album, which I already have, and it's number one on iTunes. But give the respect of these people competed. You may not feel like you're queen one or the the person you wanted to win one, but it doesn't change the fact that the person who won won. You know, it's it's what I say about... um comedians who like when they when people do stand up and they're not funny and they bomb i still say they're a better comedian than me because i think i'm funny i should be writing jokes but do i no because i'm a lazy hoof but you know let's be real i'm a comedy queen i I know where my i know what side my bread is better than but, you know, I'd have to actually be a princess, be born, put a wig on. Eh, this is a criticism on me. I digress. <laughs> they have they have achieved even queens that I do not care for, like Thorgy. I still think Thorgy is a phenomenal queen. I don't always like it. I think she needs to fucking cut her goddamn dreads. But she still she still will give me something I'm like. Yeah, I can see why you're talented. I can see why a lot of people like you. I can see why you got and deserve to be on the show and all stars. Absolutely. But, you know, you don't trash somebody. Like, I'm not mad that Trixie. I'm not mad at Trixie because Trixie won. Yeah. Am I mad at the queens who obviously were being petty bitches? Yeah, because that, like, it comes across as a veneer of, like, oh, like, who really needs this? It's not about who really needs it. Because none of you really need it. You made it to fucking drag race. What you do with that is your own thing. And both of those, both Shangela and Trixie, have done amazing things. Did Kennedy want it? Yeah, but they all want it. Doesn't mean, like, this was a boost to Kennedy. You know, it's... I'm not mad at Kennedy. I'm not really mad at any of the queens. I'm just sorry that it didn't play out like it should have. And I don't say that because, like, I am the, like, grand arbiter is that it leaves a sour taste in your mouth. No, it does. But but let me point this out. These queens all picked their lipsticks individually. So they it wasn't like a big conspiracy to say, well, you know what? We should vote Kennedy in because that bitch deserves it more. You have a point where it's like, this is who I feel should be the top two. Mm-hmm. And when it came down to it, VH1, immediately after the show, put up the deleted scene of them picking the lipsticks. Because they knew. Cause they, yeah, absolutely. But the thing is that whether one person felt this way or not, it, it, it was how they felt at that moment. Yeah. You know, this was months and months and months ago where they filmed this because everything was done. Yeah. We, they knew who the top two were. So for the last, from October, October, November-ish until now, they've sat on that. They know that. They Mm -hmm. know what was going on. The only thing that wasn't known was who was actually going to win out of the top two. Because they filmed both of those endings. And then 
edit it together into the episode that we see. So they find out. Kennedy and Trixie found out with us yep. who the winner was. Neither one of them knew who it was going to be. So I get that. I get being upset with the fact that how it happened and the way that it had to happen because that's how they put it out there. But each of these girls made a decision. Mm-hmm. And it's the same shit of having to make that decision to send somebody home in the competition. Yep. It's a matter of you look at it from your own personal perspective. And we saw how that that went at the end of All-Stars 2. It wasn't a matter of who deserved or who should have been. No. Nope. It was who they felt deserved to be up there. And at that point in time, most of the girls felt that Trixie and Kennedy both deserved to be up there. And that's what we got. Does it suck? Yeah, it really does. But you know what? At this point in time, like, honestly, I just want... I wish I could be the Scarlet Witch for one fucking minute and just Girl, go... back the fuck up off. You chose yours. You chose yours. Not I, my fault you can't do things. I just want, like, I really just want to be like, no more vitriol. And just have all of that bullshit online. Fucking stop. Because it's... it, it that's, it goes back to this long ass discussion we had during All Stars Two about Fifi and the death threats and all of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's all fucking ridiculous. Like, I get it. You're upset. Go out and support this queen. They're all All Stars. They're all gonna fucking do this. They're all making their goddamn coin. Shangela's gonna bring in a pretty penny wherever she goes. Good. And you know, I'll throw some hay pennies in there, girl. Cause, uh, you listen. know, I ain't got I ain't got Shangela money. <laughs> I ain't got Shangela money. You know, but go out and support. Like, Hell, I don't have Thorgy money. <laughs> oh, Lord. Stop fucking hating on people and fucking just go support and bring some positivity to it. But we have a new inductee into the Drag Race Hall of Fame. Her name is Trixie Mattel. She has a number one album on iTunes. Not just the singer-songwriter chart. All of iTunes. The mm-hmm. entirety of iTunes. She knocked the Greatest Showman soundtrack down to number two. Well, she did. And it's a fantastic album. I know you said you're not really a country person. This one's less bluegrassy and more like country pop. And she put out a video for the song Break Your Heart, and it's adorable. And if you are a Trixie fan, go buy One Stone, now available on iTunes. Ding! And with that, we close We made a, it to the end of All-Stars 3 Oral. We, we made it! We close a dark chapter in the RuPaul legacy. Two months of this. But we did Two it every months, week. We did it every week. Sometimes twice when the, you know... <laughs> When Pat makes mistakes, and now we have a lost episode. Uh huh, lost. But it's literally lost. Like there's nothing to. If you want, it's half lost. If you want to listen to, you know how like sometimes you'll play a song and you can only hear like the hype man. If you want to just hear the hype man parts, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do that. I don't have that. I can't roll my listen, R's. That's why I gave up Spanish. And I can. Oh, there you go. There we go. <laughs> Together we can make one Laganja Estranja. <laughs> we will be back next week because Drag Race Season 10, 10, 10's across the board. See, RuPaul stole that from me. That's how I know she listened to it. I, I don't think you stole that from me. <laughs> well, the wonder, please don't. But you know how I said 10, 10's, 10's across the board. I said that. I said that. It's a time and date stamp. <laughs> The the commercial for it is visually stunning. I love that dark purple. I love all the neon. I'm excited to see where this season will go. 
I think that right now people are desperately re-editing Drag Race frantically because if it doesn't feel organic and new, you got an issue. I think it's a little too late for that. I know it is. I know it is. But what we will have that's new is an entirely new set. A new workroom. Workroom. And an entirely new judges panel. And we get an entirely new season of Untucked. Yeah, wait a minute. Is Michelle not there? No, she is. Oh, okay. Then I don't care about the other. I mean, that's no, not I don't true. mean panel. I don't mean like in person wise. I mean the desk and all of that has been upgraded oh, okay, to reflect okay. the new neonness of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is our first upgrade since season two, because season one had a whole different set. Yep. Season two got the upgrade. So from season two through season nine. Plus All Stars one, two, and three. Mm. We have lived in this workroom. We have lived at this judges panel. We have lived at this vision of RuPaul's Drag Race, and we're entering a new vision. Until I go to DragCon and step into the old workroom and go, I missed you so much. Because <laughs> they're gonna have it set up at DragCon. They're gonna actually have the entire set built. Don't worry. When I win the lotto, I'm going. <laughs> Going with having you. it built here? No, I'm going <laughs> with you to DragCon. I think I won the lotto. Well, I hope so, because that'll be fun. Staying at the Ritz. Ooh, that'd be, ooh. The right Dita now. Ritz. I hear she <laughs> lives out there. I'm, that's a joke. Oh, come on, Dita Ritz. I love you, Dita. I don't sound like you. Mm. Mm. Well, we'll mm. be back for the opening episode. RuPaul's big opening? Uh-huh. Shout out to season six. Shout out to season six. <laughs> and then we'll take a, a well-deserved uh, break. Maybe not. <laughs> because we may have a very big interview in the pipeline. Well, no, that's different. That <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Recaps will be at the beginning, the midpoint, Middle, uh, and the, the end. end. Thank you to Ron for backing us up on that. Or sponsoring us for that. I don't know which one. Both, maybe. Thank you for... You may be gone, but your contributions have not been forgotten as I continue to sip on this Wild Turkey 101 (laughs) bourbon whiskey. But then we are going to take... We'll take a little break from doing some root caps and some drag. As long as I can get this last interview lined up. That'll that'll be a, a good stopping point for right this second. Good luck, girl. We'll see what happens. Good luck, girl. We'll see. We'll see. But if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at Flame On. You'll see us. You can't miss us. We're on Twitter at Flame On Podcast. And then we're on Instagram at Flame On Show. Or if you don't want to remember any of that, just go to flameonshow.com. Scroll to the bottom. It's got all the little chicklets there, all the different places you can find us, uh, the RSS feed, all of that stuff right there. And even find some information about us, or you can send us emails. If you want to share us, we're on multiple platforms. You can find us on Podchaser. Give us a star rating. It helps. Apple Podcasts. We are on Megaphone. That is our new podcast hosting so if you follow us on Facebook, you see that we post these episode links on the weekly for the recaps. Megaphone. 
Uh, but that is where our that is where we moved off of SoundCloud. We are now on Megaphone. Uh, so follow us there. You can all of our new episodes go up there directly, then feed to the RSS feed and go to all of our other uh, places: Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all of those. So please leave us a review um, or just a star rating. Every bit of that helps new listeners find the show that you enjoy listening to oh so much Mm -hmm. and if you want to financially support us not that i'm asking for sugar daddies but i never turn one away you can go to patreon.com slash nerdy show to support us and all of the lovely programming on the nerdy show network but if you want to just earmark dollars for us just put that in the notes and it'll come directly to us. And it really helps us. Like Pat's doing awesome things out in LA um, in the next coming weeks. It's going to be cool. And we couldn't do that without your listener support. So thank you so much. With that, ladies and gentlemen, it has been an honor and a would say a pleasure. But, you know, All-Star Season 3. It has been a pleasure coming to you every week, regardless of how I hem and haw. We will be with you next week for RuPaul's Drag Race Wakanda Forever season, also known as season 10. Category is 10s across the board. No! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 